This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you with another Christmas podcast question. Pastor Michael, here's our question for today, probably because of the nativity scenes that we see so often. Were there really three wise men? And after all, what is a wise man? Hey, Tim, on the uh, second day of Christmas, what did my true love give to me? She gave me a present. What was it? <laughs> Two turtle doves. I and? Don't know. And? Whatever the first day was. A partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> Merry Christmas. All right. So the question, which is great um, and uh, very appropriate, is um, were there really three wise men and what is a wise man? And so um, you may have heard the word magi, which is really just the Greek term that gets translated into the English as wise man. And uh, so very simply, the wise men were um, widely respected, most likely like 98% probability Persian pagan astrologers. And uh, that would be modern day Iran. And so they were um, men who looked at the stars and they had divination skills. And uh, they were fortune tellers, dream interpreters, politicians. They studied the sacred writings of many different religions. Um, Generally speaking, they were pursuers of wisdom. And uh, they would be the people that the king would summon and say, hey, should we go to battle? What should we do? And they would use all of their resources to... um, yeah, to give the king the wisdom he needed. And so they were um, obviously very fluent in the Old Testament writings. Um, they likely knew of the writings of the prophet Daniel, uh, Daniel, not Daniel. Um, wise men were generally very wealthy. Um, and I want to be really clear about them because by all standards, in modern day, as modern day Christians think about this, they are the most unsavable. Okay. So uh, you think about Deuteronomy um, chapter 18, verse 10. There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or daughter as an offering, anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or a sorcerer or a charmer or a medium or a necromancer or one who choirs of the dead. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. And so we find that um, the magi or the wise men engaged in many of these practices. And so these would be the people, by the way, who are the farthest from God. And so sometimes we just look at our nativity sets and we think that's really cute. And these kings of old came over and visited Jesus and they um, humbled themselves. They probably weren't kings. Um, In fact, I think what's being communicated here is that this child is the savior of people from every tribe, tongue, and nation, even the ones that you think are the furthest away from God. That's good. And uh, and so when you look at the wise men, they're just a reminder to me. Every time I see them, I think of a few people in my life who I just think to myself, they are never going to come to Jesus. And I think of the wise men. And uh, what's really interesting is that God entered into their sin, into their divination, into their astrology, and used those as a means to draw them to him to himself. I think it's really kind of a cool um, picture here that God is obsessed with saving people far from himself. And he starts off by showing us this with the wise men. That's the gospel. Amen. And so uh, the Bible says that um, the wise men said, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to 
worship him. And so we see here that God used their astrology, their watching of the stars. And uh, Jesus apparently had a star and they saw this. And as soon as they saw this, they knew that the Messiah, the promised one of the Holy Scriptures um, had been born. And, uh, and so God, I love this, violated the laws of the universe to draw these men ultimately um, to himself. They were met by God, drawn by God because of really this supernatural act. And they left their homes and their jobs, I think really to find out what is in control of the stars. And uh, it was very clear to them that um, when they saw the star, that there was something in control of the stars. The stars weren't just moving and predicting, but that that something was in control of those things. And they wanted to meet what was in control uh, of the stars. And they traveled eight to nine hundred miles to meet Jesus. So when they were um, in Persia looking up at the star, that's when Jesus was born. And so here's the reality. The wise men were not at the manger. They were not in the stable. They were not there. And um, so all of the nativity sets that you see are, are doctrinally wrong. incorrect. <laughs> um, and it's cute. You know, and probably the nativity sets are more of like a, here's a general picture of things that are happening. The whole story. Yes. Right. You know, and, and, um, and so likely they there probably weren't camels <laughs> you know in Bethlehem maybe there were who knows um yeah so big picture here is that these men traveled a long time it could have been one to two years after the birth of Jesus that they actually um, showed up and uh, one of the questions was uh, how many wise men were there and most people conclude three because of the three gifts because of the three gifts it's just you know that simple but we don't know and uh, that makes logical sense. And for my nativity set, I think that keeps it simple um, and communicates. But uh, the Magi at the end of the day were pagans doing pagan things. They read and believed God's word. They sought Jesus. They recognized the worth of Jesus. And they humbled themselves to worship Jesus. And um, I just think this is a really cool picture of God intervening in someone's life who's far from him. Um, moving in their hearts to relocate their entire lives, to pick up their lives, to give away their wealth, to give away their time to worship and lift high the name of Jesus. So again, I want you to think this Christmas of somebody who is so far from God, they might be knee deep in pagan practices, or they might just be as worldly as you can possibly imagine. They might be um, in a huge home and a big palace. And I want you to know that God is in the business of intervening in people's lives who are far from him, drawing them to himself and making them worship Jesus. Thank you, Pastor Michael, for that answer and reminding us even the Magi and the story of them being brought to God tells us the gospel of God rocking our world to bring us to a saving knowledge of Jesus. Listeners, please don't forget you can submit your questions to our podcast by visiting our church website, vcob.org, and just click on the link that says Q&A podcast question. Just a reminder, listeners, you're invited to join us for our Christmas Eve services at 3.30 and 5 p.m. Join us tomorrow when we ask Pastor Michael the question, how do you feel about those who only go to church on Christmas and Easter?